In today's episode, we will be talking to one of our very own slutpreneurs, Miss Midwest Emma. This Southern slut is an anonymous creator on OnlyFans. That's right. She only shows the neck down. And not only is she in the 1%, but this bitch is in the 0.01%. And it's an honor to talk about her techniques to rake in her clientele. Welcome back to the Sletchapreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Anna D, aka The Professional Goddess, here to empower women to build their own empire and interview sluts who like to make money. On my podcast, I give you a peek inside my life as a girl boss, mentor, retired cam girl, viral TikToker, and now 1% OnlyFans creator. I share my ups and downs of running a multi-million dollar business and the difficult yet sexy path to success. So, my dear slutchpreneurs and my boss bitches in training, grab your notebooks, put on your crown, and if you're a new listener, it's an honor to have you here. Get ready to take a peek inside my pleasure chest. Okay, anything new in my life? Little Leonardo DiCappuccino, my youngest pup, met Disco yesterday, and they vibed. They vibed. So today, we're going to try to introduce Noodles and then Miss Sasha Gray tomorrow. And based on if they can uh, love this little new rescue, we we might take her in. Little disco biscuit, biscotti. Don't even know what to name her, but uh, we'll see what happens. But the energy's tense because it's like a new baby may or may not be coming. Uh, So follow me on Instagram to keep the updates with that. You can also follow at Jane Doe Rescue, which is the I don't know if it's going to be a pit bull rescue, a dog rescue, or a full-on animal rescue. Probably a full-on animal rescue. <laughs> Things tend to manifest very quickly around here. But yeah, follow Jane Doe Rescue if you want to keep up with saving the world. Sluts saving the world. One pooch at a time. All right, moving on. Time for the Ask Anna segment of the show. Email me at slutchpreneur at mail.com to ask me anything. The email is also in the notes section of this episode. But today, there's no question for me. I'm a little tired. So I want to ask you, how are you doing, my love? How are you? Do you need to do a mental health check-in today? And if not, I suggest you do one, just at least one for someone else. Text your mom, text your sister, text your friend, text your neighbor and say, hey, just checking on you. You good? You need anything? Here's some good vibes. It's important, y'all. I've lost too many people and I always wish I could have checked on them a little bit more. So I did find a website called onlinetherapy.com slash free which provides you with free mental health services such as virtual therapy, etc. So there's some good reviews for that site. Check it out. Use it. Share it. Love you. Moving on to our fetish of the week. I want to eat that pussy. The faceless fetish, which has a lot to do with our guest today. The faceless fetish is a type of fetish that people have sexually attracted desires to a character with no face or a character that wears a featureless mask. I love this because we will be talking to someone who is anon today, but this fetish also makes me wonder, like personally, sometimes I'm like, why don't you just put on that, uh, what is it called? Like put on that face mask and fuck me. <laughs> Or, um, you know, like anime porn, if it's just an empty face, you know, there's some mystery and desire for what it could or could not be. So yeah, faceless fetish. You got it. You don't got it. Explore it. Slutchpreneurs in the news segment. Slutchpreneurs in the news. Today, we are talking about Amaranth Reveals Twitch Ban Caused Huge Boost for Her OnlyFans. This is at Dexterdo.com. Twitch has issued bans against both Amaranth and IndieFox following their ASMR streams, but it's far from a negative for the former, who has revealed that the suspension resulted in a big boost on another platform. 
As the second most followed female streamer on Twitch, Amorinth is often at the center of new Twitch metas, previously the hot tub meta, and more recently the ASMR licking meta. This trend involved typically wearing yoga pants and making licking noises using an ASMR-specific microphone. Twitch took action against this trend much faster than the hot tub meta, issuing bans for the two highest profile streamers, but it may not be net negative for them. On the contrary, Amorinth has revealed that following the ban on June 18th, her account on OnlyFans enjoyed a massive boost in subscribers. With her fans not being able to get her regular broadcasts on Twitch, some moved quickly to her OF content. 587 new subscribers, she tweeted. And this was only in a couple hours immediately following the ban. The number of new subscribers while her ban continues would rise a lot more. Indie Fox, meanwhile, hasn't responded to the suspension beyond joking that Twitch was giving them the weekend off. She also joked that the pair could use the time to get a spa day. Twitch hasn't commented on their stance regarding what is considered acceptable ASMR content, but their quick move to ban both these very high-profile streamers certainly sends a message. ASMR is its own category on Twitch outside of just chatting, similar to how pools, beaches, and hot tubs category was created. So this was back in June, but I did just want to share that even on the Twitch platform, which is just, again, another platform that creators use, you it's not explicit, but it's very suggestive for certain um, maybe cosplayers or ASMR, hot tub girls. So it was very interesting to see how they navigated just just banning big creators, you know, reminds me of OnlyFans the other week and they're just they don't blink a blind eye. They're just like, bye bye. Hey. <laughs> so interesting. If you are a Twitcher, a Twitch creator, what do you think? What do you think about that? How do you navigate these waters? So howdy, Emma. I'm so happy you reached out. I'm assuming you're from the South and I'm a Southern girl. I saw you ride horses, so I got really excited. Yes, we do share that in common. Yes, it really helps them thick thighs. It really helps with the riding technique. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say Just to be clear, I want you to tell our audience about your niche market because I see you call yourself the farmer's daughter and I can already visualize that, but who is like your typical subscriber? So I was like every other person when I started OnlyFans and I didn't know what to do and I didn't really want to put myself into a niche, but it turns out that the content that did the best for me was my outdoor and especially my farm-related content. So I live on a farm, so it's pretty easy for me to share that part of my life and to make it a little bit more sexy Mm -hmm. and explicit. And so my clientele is mostly other farmers, blue-collar workers, and people just interested in the simple life and the amateur content that I create on the farm. I think that's so important because, like you said, when you jumped in, and I don't know if you felt this way, but even when I started doing stuff online, I was like, okay, I need to look at these top creators and emulate what they're doing. Little did I know I had a sweet spot that I could just tap into. So when did you kind of notice that the whole like farmer's girl, cowgirl boots, Daisy Dukes, like what clicked or did it kind of naturally go in that direction. So for the first month that I was doing OnlyFans, I was using Reddit to promote and find new subscribers. And so it was a pretty slow progression. But as soon as I found Our Country Girls, which is a subreddit, and I posted in it, I got several subscribers. And I was like, well, shoot, I'm going to try to find as many country-related subreddits that I can. And so that's kind of just how I got into the niche. And I noticed if I was wearing cowgirl boots or it was an outdoor photo, it did so much better and brought in a lot more people than the stuff I was taking in my bedroom. So you mentioned Reddit and I am still a Reddit newbie. So could you kind of talk through like what a subreddit is and how you worked your way into Reddit? Because it is a gold mine. It's just you got a mine for the gold. Yes. Um, when I first started Reddit, I was just as clueless as everybody else getting on the platform for the, for the first time. So I did not know where to post or what to do. And I was posting in like feet groups, karma groups, Mm -hmm. um, those OnlyFans promotional subreddits. I had no clue what I was doing. And then as I started watching some YouTube videos, I realized I was doing it all wrong. And so subreddits are basically little niches that signify yourself. So either um, your ethnicity, your 
body composition or just your hobbies. Mm -hmm. And so once I started posting in the subreddits that had to do with me, I started doing much better. So Mm -hmm. a lot of the subreddits I would do were outdoor, public, country girl, things like that. That's that's so smart. It's it's very um what that reminded me of was when I came out with my first burping ASMR and all of a sudden I woke up and it had a hundred thousand views and I still had like under a thousand subscribers on my YouTube channel and I was like, What the hell? And come to find out, people in the comments were like, Who came here from Reddit? <laughs> I was like, Huh? So I found the thread and it was like, you know, a burping subreddit. And these guys are like, Oh my God free 20 minute burp ASMR. And I was like, okay, so they're pretty much promoting Mm -hmm. my channel for free. Cool. Come to find out a year later, my OnlyFans manager is like, girl, um, we are getting that off YouTube. They can pay for that. (laughs) Like, yes, mommy. (laughs) But um, that was my first experience with kind of seeing how you can really gauge in the impact of different marketing platforms. But again, a lot of our listeners are still very confused by Reddit. I know you said you watched YouTube videos, but do you have any more advice? Even for me, like, okay, you can search your niche, but within Reddit, you know, you can post pictures. Like, I don't know if you can hashtag, can you message people on there? So basically my biggest suggestion is consistency. So if you are actually working at Reddit and trying to learn the platform consistently, like 30 minutes a day minimum, you will start to get the hang Mm -hmm. of it. And another thing I suggest to people is find somebody who looks like you or somebody who you aspire to be and look where they are posting. Mm -hmm. What subreddits are they doing well in? What poses are doing well on each subreddit? And then just kind of, it takes a lot of investigation and background research before you can even start posting stuff to be successful. But I think just being consistent on there and actually putting your all into understanding the platform. That was beautifully said. I, I'd i like to tie that into marketing because even with like a normal, like a clothing store, you have to research what competitive stores customers are like. You have to gauge the similarities and how to funnel them to your store. So you are exactly right. Seeing the competition in your niche, simply going to where they're posting. And then it's like clockwork. You get the hang of it. It's a numbers game. You can reach out to the the Reddit users that are replying to perhaps that celebrity that you look like. Uh, so, so that's very valuable. I'm actually kind of motivated to yeah. do that. <laughs> so let's talk about good old TikTok. It is such a gray area with posting. We all know sex workers get your account bans. Sometimes if you're not a sex worker, if you're just too goddamn sexy. So how are you gauging in so much traffic from TikTok? Where are you telling them to go? Like, how are you fucking captioning things? Give us help. So it's kind of weird that you're asking me to help because you're actually the first OnlyFans creator that I found on TikTok. So you were kind of my inspiration. Shut up. Yeah, you are my inspiration to start using TikTok because (laughs) I'm 26 and I was like, I am too old for this app. But then I saw you killing it and I saw a video that you had spicy things I sell on the internet and I was like, oh my God, this is genius. And I'm going to cry. So you kind of inspired me to do it. (laughs) And it's kind of with every platform. I was not really that great in the beginning and learning from the mistakes I made. I am here where I am today. And so your platform, you kind of have one page that has a lot of followers. I just have a Mm -hmm. bunch of tiny pages with a lot of views on videos. So I don't try to make my TikTok gain a lot of followers. I just try to make my views um, go up. So my accounts get deleted a lot. You are a fucking smart girl, and I am in awe that you have surpassed me. You are, I'm so proud of you because literally, like, how many people are, they're just like so focused on the follower Mm -hmm. count. And you're absolutely right. It's the views that are going to boost your engagement. And I can already imagine you have an account with like six videos, but maybe just those six have a million here, a hundred thousand there. And of those likes, those are becoming real subscribers because let's keep it real. I have a million followers and like this morning I posted a video. It's got a thousand views. That's just, that's bullshit. It's, I'd be better off putting my energy into a micro account, like you said, 
and actually seeing fast uh, funneling to my OnlyFans, even if it risks me losing that account, you kind of have to accept that risk. And then it's not so emotional, right? If you you go into it knowing that this account is going to get banned, but let me get as many views as I can before they shut me down. I have found way more success with that. So I was like you, my first three accounts, I was like, you know, walking the line. So I would have some videos that were kind of vanilla and then some that would push the edge and they would get banned. And then my account would be flagged and then I mm-hmm. couldn't post for three days. So I was like, screw it. I'm just going to make one account that I just post the sluttiest stuff I can. And that account did really well. And that's how I started noticing once a video would hit a million views, I would get a thousand new subscribers on OnlyFans. And so... I've kind of just stuck with that mindset. And I think I'm on my 25th TikTok account. I had to buy a new <laughs> cell phone because they banned my first cell phone. And yes, you did it. You made it. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm sure you could just have a sub literally buy that phone off your wish list if exactly. you wanted to. Oh man, that's reassuring as hell. Yeah, I have three phones. So I get it. I have to be really careful, even with having like multiple PayPal accounts for separate businesses. If you call PayPal from a different phone, they will log that. And then all of a sudden, if something happens with one, they could ban all three, even if they're legit businesses. It's it's uh, really imperative to be aware of like the, the IP address that an account's coming from. So even if you got to buy a cheap phone or um, anything, that's, yes. that's very smart. What other tips are you using on TikTok, like captions or like what is, do you, okay, first off, do you have a link in your bio for these micro So I occasionally will post them, but they honestly get deleted once a week or once every other week. So I've kind of not done anything. But if you search Midwest Emma, usually all of my accounts have to do with that. So they're pretty easy to find. So I think my most popular one right now is not Midwest Emma. Mm, Let's go take a gander. Do you lead people to your Twitter? Because that's what I see a lot of yes. people doing. So I do not put any links in the bio. I don't attach it to my Instagram. My TikTok just has something cheesy like innocent farmer's daughter, but not innocent on Twitter. And then I put at Midwest Emma. Um, okay. So I <laughs> the first video that pulls up Oh my God, I love you. He said, I posted a movie in the tractor and became a millionaire. And you like twerk a little bit in the tractor. You don't even have a profile picture. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I, okay. Fuck. I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for words because now like literally when we get off the show, I'm going to just start like reposting all my good shit that I had to delete off my million account because, oh. Yes, make those burner accounts. This is what's so fucked up. Last month, I count my million account got flagged so much that I was like, okay, I'm going to lose this account for the second time. I put in so much work getting it back because of that follower account. Like, what the fuck do I do? So I had my assistant go through every single video. She deleted every video that showed my collarbone, that showed any minor like nipple through my shirt, any like any dancing video that seemed sexual, like literally the only videos left on my account are about business or me looking like shit in a trash bag just for the sake of trolls not going way deep and like deleting old videos because that's what was happening. And so I have lost all my zest on TikTok with bringing in these followers. So I like this is such an eye opener for me. That main account you have is important because for the business side of things and for giving inspiration to girls like me. But yeah, I would definitely say make some of those burner accounts and go viral while you can and screw it if they delete you. Exactly. And I do have, you know, I kind of started sailing that way because I have the weird things I sell TikTok because that was the most viral series. So I was like, I'm just going to make a TikTok for that series. So when things get flagged there, I'm like, thank God it wasn't on my main account because I'd Mm -hmm. be toast again. And then they'd be like, where's Rebecca Blue? (laughs) Who knows? Yeah. And I feel like going into TikTok blindly is really overwhelming, especially when you first start, because it's not only hard to find trends and make the trends and edit them. It's hard to say what the captions should be, what your hashtags should be, or even if you should be using Mm -hmm. hashtags. So the biggest thing that I find helpful with making my videos go viral is what sound I'm using. So when I have an idea for a video, 
I'm typically trying to find a sound or a trend that will line up with it. And that trend needs to be really viral right now. So if a trend is taking off okay. right now, I want to get on it within the first 48 hours. Because after the first 48 hours, it's kind of like old news. You've just seen it so many times. You scroll mm-hmm. past it. You're, you don't care. I can't really think of any trends that are kind of dying right now. But for a while, the beer poster trend was really popular. It's like you could literally, and this is what um one of my brand managers does when we're at the warehouse. She'll just scroll on the For You page until she sees something and her brain is like, okay, we can use this. So I think it's kind of like just getting cute, scrolling through, maybe writing a few things down. But like you said, the algorithm is catching more on to what's trending today. So scrolling on the For You page is the only way you're going to be able to find these trends. And so I feel like finding a popular trend that's popular right now is step one. And then step two is tweaking it Mm -hmm. to make it your own. And so I often tweak it towards like the country pornographer sort of thing. And so... Tweaking it to make your own makes you stand out against all the other girls doing the same exact trend. And then the last thing is hashtags. A lot of people say hashtags don't work, but I 100% think they work. So whenever I post a TikTok, like the one I did, I made a movie in my tractor and became a millionaire, kind of suggesting that I made a porn video in a tractor and became a millionaire. I was Mm -hmm. using hashtags like hashtag blue collar worker, hashtag tractor talk, hashtag John Deere. So all of these hashtags that had Mm -hmm. to do with my target audience. So I wasn't doing like hashtag sexy babe, hashtag spicy accountant. I was gearing my hashtags toward my target audience. And that's who was seeing my videos. So that's kind of my two cents. Find a viral video, tweak it to make your own and hashtag the hell out of it. Bundle and trade close with me on the Poshmark app. Shop all my exquisite treasures and one-of-a-kind items I've discovered and thrifted all through the years. Bundle and save when you add two or more items to your cart, or maybe you'd rather trade some treats with me. Comment on any of my listings to negotiate. You can find my closet at poshmark.com backslash closet backslash the second orbit. You can also find the second orbit at alienoutfitters.com. Now back to the show. So let's talk spicy things. After watching my series, did you ever dabble in selling some jean shorts or cowgirl hats? So I kind of did. The first podcast that I really listened to was you and Delma, the panty. The panty selling podcast. And so I actually joined one panty selling website and uploaded a few descriptions. And it was like a video. All of the photos that I was using to sell the underwear was like me on a saddle in blue jeans with the thong kind of like a whale tail peeking out of my jeans. And the caption was like, who wants my sweaty underwear after riding horses all day? And that kind of like, those sold really fast. So I did sell some items for a while. It's it's a lot more work than people think. And I I know I make it more of like a comedy twist for entertainment on TikTok because if I make it too sexual, they'll take me down. But I my niche is the disgusting beyond the panty barrel of humans. Uh-huh. <laughs> So for me, that's where, you know, I find a good client. I can kind of milk it there. But if you're only selling panties, only selling socks, it's a lot of time and effort to continue those flips. Like, let's say you sell that panty for 20 bucks. Well, you could get two new subs and just make that 20 bucks without having to sell the panty. So it's really where your time is more worth, I suppose. So let's talk about the OnlyFans ban last week. I was scrolling on your Twitter Saw some angry tweets about them taking your monies. What so happened? last week on Labor Day, OnlyFans was not letting me withdraw the money that was in my current balance. And I thought it was because it was a banking holiday. So I emailed them and it turns out it was because they were investigating my account. And they gave oh, me they gave me no information. They didn't tell me why it was under investigation, how long it would take, when I would be getting my money, how long it would be till I got my money. And of course I panicked. Yeah, there was I saw what over a hundred K that was waiting. Yeah, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Bitch, hold on. How does how does that yes. feel to just see to see that number there? You know, like I just can't even right? on September first I had a viral TikTok video and I gained thirteen thousand new subscribers. Shut the fuck exactly. up. So And one day I made $100,000 and I was so excited. And then six days later, OnlyFans was like, psych, you don't get that money. 
And I had like an emotional breakdown last week. I was like, all of this work I've been doing, I've slept like four hours a night because I have been messaging thousands of new subscribers and I'm not being paid for it. So I took my frustrations to Twitter because it had been several days since OnlyFans had responded to me. And lo and behold, OnlyFans responded to my tweets. They didn't email me back, but they were so unprofessional in the fact that they responded to a tweet and not my emails. Yeah, this happened. That's how I got TikTok's attention too. And Airbnbs, they they just care about their Twitter. Exactly. Image. Really, exactly. That's what it is. They don't care about the creators. They care about their image. So I actually had to hire a lawyer who wrote them a very strongly worded letter that said, hey, you have no rights mm. to hold the money right now. Because if you read OnlyFans terms and services, if you violate their terms and services, they can take your money and your earnings from you but they can only take the money and earnings from you after they close your account. And since my account was still open, they technically did not have the legal means to hold that money. And my lawyer pointed that out to them and they quickly released my funds yesterday. Holy shit. Congratulations. Shout out to the lawyers that do the good work for us. Spring is in the air, lovelies, and with it comes a fresh wave of energy, blossoming flowers, and endless possibilities. But you know what puts an extra skip in my step? My fabulous partners at Viahem. Trusted by a whopping 250,000 plus goddesses just like you, Viahem's products are just like a magical wellness wand in a bottle. Feeling a bit frazzled after a hectic day? Cue the Via gummies for instant relaxation. Battling stress and anxiety? Don't worry, there's a gummy for that too. And for those intimate moments, Via has concocted something truly special. High Love Gummies, infused with pleasure-boosting cannabinoids, libido-reviving herbs, and just the right touch of THC, these gummies are your ticket to an electrifying experience between the sheets. But wait, there's more. Via offers an array of other gummies, with or without THC, catering to every goddess's needs. Whether you prefer a subtle 2mg dose or a bolder 50mg kick, Via has your back. From improving sleep to sharpening focus or aiding in recovery, there's a gummy for every occasion. And the cherry on top? You can easily browse and shop their collection online, categorized by strength and effect. And here's the best part, darling. Via ships discreetly to all 50 states, right to your doorstep. No medical card needed. So go ahead, indulge in a little self-care spree with Via Hemp because you deserve nothing but the best goddess. Head over to viahemp.com and use code goddess to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies 21 and up only that's viahemp v-i-i-a-h-e-m-p.com and use code goddess at checkout please support our show and tell them we sent you take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from viahemp now back to the show I'm just over here crying because how, like, tell me how, okay, when you withdraw $100,000 and it goes to your bank, is does your bank send out a WTF alert? Like, do they ever contact you? So I typically you? withdraw money in increments of like five grand. So every time my account hits five grand, so multiple times a day, I'm withdrawing money. And so far, I have not had my bank flag anything, but I do have an LLC and it goes into a business account. Exactly. That's my girl. Yes. So <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't even think they know what Phoenix International is, which if you're not aware, like if people listening aren't aware, that's who OnlyFans does their financial institution through. Yeah. So my bank has no And that's idea. what it comes up on the bank. What are you doing with all this fucking money? Investing every single penny of it. What are you investing So in? when I first started OnlyFans, it was kind of a slow progression and then it kind of blew up from TikTok and I was really overwhelmed. And I hired a CPA for my taxes. I'm an accountant. And then I had an investor who was kind of friends with that CPA. And after working with them for about six weeks, they actually reached out to me and said, hey, we found out what you do and we're not comfortable working with you anymore. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? 100%. They said they're basically their morals. Yeah. Oh, oh, how sad. Oh, poor thing. So then I took my million dollars and I went to a company that actually supported me. Oh, 
Well, they can just go suck our dick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing a variety of investing in um, the stock market and stuff like that. I have two um, investors that handle my accounts. Oh, now we moved on. We moved on to two. Yes. And then, (laughs) you know, that Airbnb thing really, I see all those TikToks that are like, I made so much money on Airbnb. Now I've been eyeballing that, but I don't know. Yeah, I um we I just spoke with an investor who taught me about Acorn. It's one it's like a stock app that will auto invest for you and you can kind of enter what you're comfortable with, like high risk, low risk, middle risk and they'll just divvy it out and I kind of started that last week because I don't know, stocks scare the shit out of me. And sometimes you don't know where to find like a good mm-hmm. investor. You don't know if they are going to manipulate your money. And especially as a sex worker, like you never know what their intentions are. So did you feel pretty confident hiring these people and are, are happy with yeah, the results? Yeah, before I even hired um, the people that I work with now, I literally called them and said, hey, I am a porn star. This money was made selling explicit content. Are you comfortable working with me? <laughs> oh, isn't that so powerful though? Like once you've been through that bullshit, it's like, fuck you. My dollar is the same dollar you make. So go sit on a stick or come, exactly. come join me. And the CPA that I work with, <laughs> he was not shocked at all. He's like, oh, I work with several clients who make similar amount of money as you doing Patreon. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I... Good, great work. I'm sorry. I'm I'm literally just shocked because as an anonymous no face creator, this just shows the potential that women that you have. Like you, there's so many different outlets, and I know there's creators too that wear clothes, and it's this kind of like taboo thing where when when people jump in the industry head first, the majority just assume that they can have their cake and eat it too. They assume they can just pose in lingerie, their family will never find out, like they'll keep their job, all of that. So when you jumped into this, were you, how nervous were you of that transition? So when I first started OnlyFans, I had this similar idea that I was going to have my cake and eat it too. And I thought, hey, I'm not showing my face nobody will ever recognize me or find out who I am. And on Reddit, I was still pretty confident with that because yes, I was getting a lot of views and upvotes on Reddit, but I wasn't really showing too much of my personal life. But then TikTok um, kind of changed the game up because I was now showing um, my horses. I was showing actual locations on my farm. I was showing my truck showing things that are very specific yeah. to me. And so I started realizing that there was a lot higher chance of people in my family or from my high school that were going to find out. But I just kind of mm-hmm. realized the, I don't know, risk outweighed the reward. That's a huge part of this. And I I had someone share my content on one of those weird websites um, a few weeks ago. You know, people will screenshot your stuff. They'll share it. And um I told my assistant, you know, she was texting me like, oh my God, we got to take it out. We got a DMCA. And I was like, all right, girl, what's our mantra? And it, I choose to show my body and I accept all the consequences that come with it. And once you really firmly believe that, that, that you are taking a risk, but also reaping the benefits, it's a whole lot easier if that happens, knock on wood. But it's just one of those things you kind of, Even if you're a no-face creator, you kind of have to have this hesitancy. Well, what's the game plan if Mm -hmm. something happens? And do do you have a game plan? Um, Not specifically. My parents are old, so they're not really on the internet. And I bet if you asked my dad or if some random guy came up to my dad at the grocery store and was like, oh, I heard your daughter was on the OnlyFans, my dad would be like, does she work for a fan manufacturer? He would have no idea what OnlyFans is. That's kind of nice that I feel like they're kind of kept in the dark. But I do have siblings who are on TikTok. I have them blocked. But that doesn't mean one of their friends won't see Mm -hmm. it and send it to them. So, yeah, I've just kind of – the game plan is if it happens, I will tell people. But as of now, nobody um, has found out. And I've been doing this about 18 months. But there are a lot of things that I have seen a lot of girls who want to be no-face get caught. And I kind of want to talk about that a little. Do tell because I I mean, again, once you're making millions, you just become a taller blade in the grass. But it, it's murky waters, especially if you're in a small town or in the Bible Belt. Like mm-hmm. it, split, it splits up families, yes, right? So 
apps are always against sex workers is what it feels like because they are constantly trying to give your personal information. So TikTok, for example, under settings, if you send a TikTok mm-hmm. to your sister as like a joke, like, ha, 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 it'll say, hey, Midwest Emma sent you this TikTok. And so then my sister could have found out what I was doing by clicking on the Midwest Emma part. So when you ha- go into your TikTok settings, you need to turn off all of the preferences that allow TikTok to share your information. Okay. So I'm under privacy yes. and I see, let's see, suggest your account to others. No, 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 and no. Um, yeah. There's like contacts, no Facebook friends, mutual friends, and people who you send links to. So turn all of those settings off so that way TikTok doesn't rat you out. And TikTok's not the only platform to do that. Instagram and Twitter also link to your contacts. So you need to make sure those settings are off. And then Telegram, which is a really popular messaging app for OnlyFans creators, it links to your cell phone number. And I've heard of a lot of girls Mm -hmm. saying, my cousin found out about my OnlyFans because she saw Annabelle 63 created a telegram. And then she Googled Annabelle 63 and it was her OnlyFans content. And the cousin found out and told the whole family. Oh, could you just imagine what type of wrench that throws in around (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So just pretty much every app, I feel like even if you're not anonymous and no face, even if you just want some privacy, just make sure all of those settings are off. Yeah, I learned the hard way when I started my sex shop when I went to Thanksgiving and when people asked how business was, <sighs> you know, you just create a you create a mock store, you create a fake website and you go, "Here, I'm just selling keychains." Mm-hmm. <laughs> my god. So I mean, how has OnlyFans changed your life? Like, what was life like before it? So before OnlyFans, I was, it was the pandemic. So I was struggling to decide what to do with the future. So I had gone to high school, college, all that good stuff. And so I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And this kind of fell into my lap because I wanted to be able to pay my rent. And it kind of spiraled. And I got the hang of it and started growing. And then by the spring, it became a seven-figure business. And it seems like 18 months ago was a long time, but it really seems like it happened so fast. It did. <laughs> I, felt the, I felt the same way. I mean, I started my entertainment company just around the time the OnlyFans boom happened. And the previous few years, I had a podcast, a YouTube channel. I did webcam stuff every now and then, but it, it was barely hitting five figures. So it was crazy to have this influx of OnlyFans money come in. And I was like, holy shit, now I can actually invest and support these new projects and go from there. So having the LLC on your company, making it an entertainment group or whatever you want to call it is is really smart if this is a long-term game for you and to kind of lower those raised red flags in the, in the different industries. So I want to kind of twist to your subscribers because you having a lot, how do you maintain the massive messages? How do you stay organized? What's what's the morning routine like? So I do want to clarify, I do have one assistant, but she does not do any of the behind the scenes work. So my assistant mostly finds TikTok trends, my travel plans, and just kind of the business office aspect of my business. Everything else, messaging, creating content, editing content, uploading content, that's all done by myself. And so that is the biggest part of what I do. And I'd say I work, oh, 10 hours a day, seven days a week, just on OnlyFans. And this isn't Mm -hmm. my only job, really, per se. It's not the only thing that I do in life. And so, yes, it's very time consuming, especially when you open up your OnlyFans and there's a thousand messages. But on OnlyFans, I do respond to every message because I think um, that's the biggest perk of OnlyFans versus other mainstream porn is people's ability to actually conversate with me. And so basically all of my subscribers Mm -hmm. are guaranteed a response within 24 hours. So it's a lot of messaging. Lord have mercy. Bless your soul. Is there a way you nurture your long-term subscribers? Is there a way you keep up with who's been there from the beginning or who tips you the most so you can pay extra attention to so them? So I do love OnlyFans because they have a way for you to look at the analytics of how much people have spent, how long they've been there, 
all of that good stuff. And so a lot of the perks that I give to people who spend a certain amount of money or have been subscribed the longest are um, I give freebies out to pretty much everyone on the platform. Um, I just sprinkle them in. There's no set time or anything. And then I go live on OnlyFans. People really like that. And it's a great way to interact and maintain subscribers over a long period of time because something about live videos, people really just enjoy. So how do you go live without showing your face? So I set my laptop up on this little table in front of my bed. I tilt the screen down just below kind of Mm -hmm. my nose so you can see my lips And I'm still able to move around. I've actually done a girl-on-girl sex scene over live cam. And it just takes time. And I think after 18 months, I've kind of learned, like, keep your head right here and don't let it drop below. Heard. Wow, that's amazing. I am curious what the most explicit content you do sell is. Oh, I do fisting content. I do it all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh my God, really? Yeah, I actually have, um, I've collabed with three female creators. Um, because of COVID, it's harder to, I also live in the middle of nowhere. So it's hard to collaborate with a lot of creators. And then I have a male creator who's actually employed by my LLC and we have a contract and we film one boy girl scene a week. Oh my God, hold on. How how did you, how'd you know you were capable of the fist action? Oh, it- <laughs> You can keep making me cry. (laughs) Lots of practice, but working up to a fist or any large toy, it just takes um, using smaller toys and working up to a toy that is about fist size and then using something to stimulate your clit, like a wand or like a Wii Vibe vibrator that you can wear while fisting. And so, yes, it does take a little bit of practice, but there's a will, there's a way. Wow. So... Hold on. I'm <laughs> you keep fucking me up, man. <laughs> I was not expecting this. <laughs> Hold on. I just need to <sighs> me and my <laughs> me and my partner were talking about this the other day cuz I guess guys have a routine of like watching porn when they're on the toilet or just, you know, casually seeing what's what's uh top rated porn that day. And I'm like, "So, what'd you watch today?" I'm like, "Any fisting action?" He's like, what, what? Where did that come from? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> because it's so taboo and interesting. My kinky cannabis queens, come get your freak on and shop the first adult head shop on the internet. TheHornyStoner.com offers the glassware of your dreams. From beginner vibrators to expert anal trainers, enhance your self-pleasure journey. Are you a pothead princess? Wrap yourself in luxury with the gold rolling papers, vintage ashtrays, and stash jars fit for a queen. Maybe it's time to enhance your bubble bath routine with a silicone rubber ducky water pipe. It can float in the tub while you rub-a-dub-dub. Make your pussy proud and support your local dildo dealer at thehornystoner.com. Now back to the show. Okay, um, let's go back to your Twitter. Whew, I saw someone messaging you. He was getting spicy, some asshole. Where was he? Yesterday. Yeah, I think it was yesterday. Tell me about what oh, happened. Some random guy. So like I said, this past week, I have been blowing up OnlyFans' page saying, hey, where's my $250,000? And this man took it upon himself to stalk me and harass me, I guess. And under every single post that I would put on OnlyFans' page, he would comment that OnlyFans basically was within their right to hold money. And this man claims he's a lawyer. I don't know because anyone can say anything they want on Twitter. And then he claims that he represents lots of different OnlyFans creators. So I was just baffled (laughs) that this man would take his precious time to harass me, a person who wants nothing to do with him, instead of working for his clients. And to be so against me, it was baffling me that his clients, his OnlyFans creators that he represents, would hire a man like that. So yesterday, I took it upon myself to message every single one of the girls that he represents and let them know that if they need better representation, I got a guy for them. Yes, (laughs) good work, good work. 
So what was your plan if OnlyFans was going to remove all explicit content when they changed their terms the other week? Did you have like a backup plan or were you like, ah, what the fuck? I've been on Pocket Stars (laughs) since April. Pocket Stars. Pocket Stars um, is very similar to OnlyFans. Elle Brooke, who is from the United Kingdom, actually created it. So it's a porn site created by porn stars for porn stars. And it's super similar to OnlyFans in the way that it's kind of set up. And I saw it back in April. And that was kind of when the first scare of OnlyFans came out that they were going to be updating their terms and services. So I went ahead and created a platform there. And I've slowly been building it over the past couple months and getting used to that platform. And it has been really nice because not every single person who finds me on TikTok or Reddit wants an OnlyFans. Either they don't want it on their bank account or they just can't have an OnlyFans account because their bank won't accept an OnlyFans payment. So having that Pocket Stars as kind of my backup has always been a good thing because the subscribers who can't get OnlyFans can subscribe to Pocket Stars. That's brilliant. Are you on any other platforms or just those two so right now? I have now? OnlyFans, Pocket Stars, and then a private Snapchat. Okay. Do you have any suggestions for navigating Snapchat? Because I find it really difficult. I've been having to age verify everyone for my records, and it's just extremely tedious trying to just maneuver who's paid, who needs to repay. It's a little exhausting. Um, what so are your as thoughts? far as like the age verification and that stuff goes, I would mostly suggest people to realize it's going to take a lot of time or hire an assistant to do that part. But the part about mm-hmm. um, the payments, it's pretty easy for me because mine is a lifetime ad. So they pay $50 and they get added for life. So I don't have to hunt people down like, hey, um, where's my monthly subscription? Or I don't have to worry about unadding people. It's just a one-time ad. Sounds like I need to book a mentorship from you. <laughs> I just really try to make things as easy as I can on myself because yeah. I know I only have a limited number of hours in the day yeah. to work on OnlyFans. Exactly. So speaking of easy, you you fucked an excavator? Yes. <laughs> Every farm girl must do that. It's a rite of passage, right? I had to look up what an excavator was because I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> so on my family farm, there are loads of tractors and equipment and an excavator is used for dirt work. And the excavator that we have on the farm, my family doesn't use a whole lot. So it kind of sits in a spot that's easy for me to film in without being caught by all of my siblings or my parents. Nobody ever talks about how hard it is to film on a family farm. Yes, there are a lot of acres, but it's still really easy to get caught. But anyways, back to the excavator thing. Well, what happens when someone uses it next? Are you just going to have a little Yeah, a lot of people are like sanitation, yada, yada, yada. So when I first got the idea to use the joystick or the handle of the excavator... If, you don't, if you're not familiar with it, I guess just Google joystick in the excavator. It's basically dick-shaped-ish. And so <laughs> wow. obviously it's very disgusting because people are getting in and out of the excavator with dirty farm hands. Who knows what's on their hands? So when somebody ordered a custom for me to do this, I realized I was going to have to learn how to sanitize this bad boy. And so basically a concoction of lots of cleaners – So I use like Clorox and a bunch of equipment cleaning stuff for like killing bacteria one day. And then the next day after it was already clean, I went back in with about a gallon of sex toy cleaner. And then after I cleaned it with sex toy cleaner, I then cleaned it with summer's eve like vaginal wipes. So that way it wouldn't mess with my pH. Wow. So what does a a custom like that go for? And do you find yourself repurposing customs? Yeah. So my customs are basically by the minute and by how extreme and how hard they are for me to film. This guy really wanted Mm -hmm. this content done. He was a construction worker who has worked on excavators his whole life. And he was like, I've always dreamed about it and I want it done. That's kind of the nice thing about Um, OnlyFans is guys can get their wildest fantasies basically at the tip of their fingers if they can find a creator to do so. So I think this custom ran about $1,000 because he wanted it 10 minutes long. And so I was like $100 a minute because I knew I was going to have to clean it. And I knew I was going to have to be really sneaky on when I filmed so nobody in my family would catch me. And so anyways, I 
got it done. I actually didn't even know if the joystick was going to actually fit inside me because it is about the size of a fist. <laughs> so it took a lot of lube and a little warming up, but I got it done. And like you said, I'm able to repurpose my customs. So when people order customs, I make them fully aware that I own all rights to this video and I can do with it as I will. And so after this man purchased this custom, I send it to him. He sent me a huge tip because he was really hype about it. I feel, or I sent it out in a mass DM. And I think so far that exact video, which I sold for $9.99, that exact video has probably made me about $500,000. So I would like that would be my proudest moment in my life, hands down. (laughs) I did not realize it was going to be as successful as it was. Like I I was like, yeah, the people who subscribe to me are going to buy it. But then when I started talking about it on TikTok, it was it drew a lot of attention. Dear God. Well, we got we got to get to this because I'm over here sweating. We got to wrap this up. (laughs) What advice would you leave with our sludgepreneurs in training? My advice is to be consistent with anything you do in life, not just being the best slut you can. Be consistent and constantly be learning from your mistakes and be learning from people who are more successful from you. Yes, I love that. And where can we follow and support you, so, Queen? So the only account that I've never had deleted, knock on wood, is my Twitter account, which is at Midwest Emma. But you can also find me on Instagram and TikTok and Reddit. I love it. All right. Well, thank you for giving us a peek in your pleasure chest. I wish you all the blessings and success with all your endeavors. Thank you. It's the end of the show. So time to plug myself and pay some bills. So lube up. If you want to keep the show going and learn more about myself and my empire, you can check more out at professionalgoddess.com. My YouTube, mentorships, ebook series, and everything else is linked in the description of this episode as always. And remember, every time you leave a five-star review, a slutchpreneur has an orgasm. So keep the big O's coming. Connect with your fellow girl gang in the Sletchpreneur Squad Facebook group at cehose.com. That's cehose.com. You can also just search Professional Goddesses in the Facebook search bar and it should come right up. Plus, we have a Discord chat, which is our triple X chat to help our fellow sluts out. You can get this link through the Facebook group or just shoot me an email. We'll get you in there. And lastly, if you want to get all up inside me, follow my free OnlyFans at Rebecca Blue with two Ks and my explicit page at Rebecca Rabbit. Now, all you have to do is put in OnlyFans.com backslash my username. I also offer shout outs, which can be purchased at RebeccaBlue.com or just private message me on OnlyFans. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. And as always, refuse to be anything but successful. Go make that money, honey. I'll see you queens next Wednesday. Bye. Bye.